This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to The Godless Revolution. Today is Monday, August 21st. This is episode 412. My name is Dan Ellis, and I'm joined by one awesome co-host this evening, Mr. Ryan Duffy. Yes, my other name is uh, Take Two. <laughs> this is this is Take Two. Damn it, because <laughs> Dan Dunn fucked it all up. Uh, we we started a record, and I started tinkering with sound settings, and made myself way too hot. Was just sounding terrible. And and thankfully Ryan caught it and was like, "Hey, you might want to stop for a minute because you're all fucky." <laughs> so, so I stopped and now we're we're st- we've started again. We haven't recorded for a little while. Uh, yeah, the, we we recorded a couple weeks ago, and then the following week I was too busy with work, and then the week after that I had a friend die, and I had to go to their funeral uh, to be a pallbearer, and so we didn't record last week. So here we are today. Uh, what's what's new with you over the last couple of weeks, man? What what's shaking? What you been doing? I mean, I've I've been doing me. Uh, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been making stuff. I've been working on stuff. Uh, and I'm gonna say it again. Uh, and I'm gonna hold it up for you again. Okay. Um, my oh, uh, uh, my testicles of plastic. <laughs> So for those in the listening audience, Ryan is dangling in front of the camera this thing that looks like an alien testicle because it's yeah. this giant lump of plastic with wires and metal bits be- sticking be- out of it. Because it's the end of my 3D printer that fucked up and created this huge glob of plastic around it. Uh, <laughs> Basically which, suffocated itself to death. Yes. And killed it. Mm-hmm. Um which then had me, you know, I bought a replacement piece for it, which was like 15 bucks. Uh, mm-hmm. But then also put me down the rabbit hole of uh, what new technology is out there for 3D printers. Uh, oh. so, uh, so, yeah, you know where this is going. Uh, I bought another 3D printer. <laughs> this is, is this your third 3D printer? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. the first one was like the one I learned on. And it was the kind one of a training wheels. One, well... The one with training <laughs> wheels, but if if the training wheel bolts came loose every week, mm. and you had to constantly work on it and retention training wheel bolts, and then other bolts came off. So yeah, it was one where I even got in a message board like, "Well, you got to work on this one." It's like, yeah, I didn't buy a three D printer as a hobby to work on three D printers. I bought a three D <laughs> printer to fucking three D print. I don't like the fact that something on this thing breaks weekly. Then I have to learn how to fix that thing or rewrite code for this fucking thing to make it fucking work again. No, <laughs> that is not why I bought a 3D printer. <laughs> I didn't know that I was getting into the 3D printing business as a hobbyist of how to repair a 3D printer. A 3D printer. Exactly. <laughs> so then I bought a, a nicer 3D printer. And this thing honestly has been going strong for like a year and a half. Like, like I got 
well over a thousand hours on this and it's this is its first major like fuck up oh which i'll fix and this yeah. one will still be in use but i bought a new one that can print materials that this one cannot print like abs which is the common plastics and everything that you find in your cars and legos are made out of it it's a lot stronger plastic to be able to make these puzzle pieces i want to make out of it uh but it needs an enclosed chamber because if it isn't, it will fuck up easy. Like it's a super hard material to print, especially for a printer that is in open air and people make these like enclosures and they pump heaters into them to get it to go. Well, I bought one that does all that already. So it's already set up to be able to print the tougher materials that normally can't print. And it does it way fucking faster. Ooh, wee! you got the fancy so. printer. Yeah, so the one I print with right now, I usually print at uh, uh, 600 millimeters a minute, and this one will do three. Oh, it'll do up to 600 millimeters. Oh, wow. A minute. That's so much faster. It is. And I was looking, I'm like, that can't can, be good. You can make plastic testicles so much faster now. I know. They're going to be <laughs> such good testicles. But when I looked at it and I was like, Fuck, it can't be true. This thing can't print that fast and with good quality. And I looked at the stuff people were doing, like, oh shit, these look really fucking good. Like people are showing videos of it printing. I'm like, that's got to be sped up. It's like, no, that's its normal speed. And it does good. Is it? So I imagine that like with printing text or like just on a regular printer that, you know, there's like a, uh, how fine does it print? Like, like on a printer, you, you like you you do. I don't know you're, how many pixels by however many pixels is, is yeah. it the same for like three D printing shit. It, it is, and it, it's it's by uh, a layer height. So, so the lower it, the layer height, the the more the, the more texture you're gonna or the more detail you're gonna get out of it. So, like, okay. I print with a it's a filament printer versus a liquid printer. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, with a 0.04 nozzle, I can print as low as <laughs> the nozzle. 0.16. And that's 0.16 millimeters uh, a layer. And I can go with smaller nozzles. Like I can go down to like a point, a 0.1 or a 0.2 nozzle and get like into the hundredths of millimeters and the thousandths of millimeters height. Mm-hmm. But that the of course the more the thinner the height is the longer it takes because it's how many times it has to make that pattern over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's cool. So you well, can get cool, super man. detailed. Yeah, that's awesome. I've I've thought about getting a three D printer, but it's like I I, don't, I just don't know what I would do with it other than have it be a OG whiz cool thing that I have that I hardly ever use for anything. I mean, for you, I would see you making office shit, stuff around your office that makes things easier to use. Yeah. Like there are people that make, you can make, like I was even looking today, I found a file, but it was a file I would have to buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and it was a file to be able to make a camera jib, a mini camera holder, like weighted to be able to move the camera around. So if I'm filming, like I'm making something and I want to take cool little shots of it. Mm-hmm. And it was the entire thing all oh, wow. weighted and the, I'm like, that thing looks really cool. It was $40 for the file. But I mean, if I go out online to buy myself a mini camera jib, I'm going to spend 500 bucks on one. Wow. Well, 
well, that's cool. So yeah, I just yeah. I I guess I've just been so busy with work that I haven't like given a whole lot of thought to what would I do if I weren't working all of the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> and now now my uh, overtime has been cut back. I got so so. Well, I'm just going to jump in and start <laughs> talking it. about me now. <laughs> we were. So uh, for the past two pay periods, um, my boss has been getting emails sent to them that says, hey, uh, you have an employee who's working uh, an excessive amount of overtime or a copious amount of overtime. And here's the amount of hours that they're recording for overtime and with today's heightened budget scrutiny and blah, 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 you may want to, you know, this is being sent to you as an advisory or an update to keep you in the loop and blah, blah, blah. You may want to have a conversation with your employee. And my boss uh, replied to that message and included me on the CC and said, oh, yes, thank you very much for bringing this to my attention. I will have a talk with him. So he does that. And then he sends me a separate message and says, hey, now that we have a lot more people that we're onboarding, hopefully we can start splitting up your workload and then you won't have to be working as much overtime. And I was yeah. like, oh, God, yes, awesome. that sounds amazing. <laughs> that sounds terrific. So I replied and I said, oh, that would be great. And I'm sure that, you know, my wife would knit you a sweater or some shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just like, that, that sounds great. I'm sure my wife would knit you a sweater. And I sent that reply and he just replied back with LOL. And... So then the following pay period and well, and so you get this message after the pay period has already finished. Right. So I had already worked like 20 hours of overtime in the, in the week of, in the first week of the pay period. So then the next week for the pay period, I still had a few, I think I had another 10 or 15 hours of overtime. And so then he gets a, another email, the following pay period that says, Hey, you, this is to alert you to your employee and budgeting and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so then he sends, he forwards that one and he says, Hey, uh, yeah, you can just, just, just try to not work overtime. <laughs> things that you, things that you just can't get done. Working. We'll, we'll, we'll just have to deal with that and, and we'll start splitting up the workload more. So I was like, okay, great. That's awesome. And so now, uh, he would, he wants me to alert him if I plan to work any overtime. And it's like, well, I don't ever plan, plan. to work overtime. It's, it's more of, I have to. Yeah. That, that was never, that was never a, gee, I'd really like to be strapped to my desk for another, you know, two to five hours yeah. each day this week. Um, so I've been, I've been restricting the amount of work that I actually do and it's been lovely, but then I've been doing it for so long that I finish my work day and it's like, well, shit, now what? what do I do now? <laughs> what do I do now? I've got, I've got all of these like half started, half completed projects around the house. I can start completing some of those. And so, yeah, that's what I've been doing lately. And then of course I've run into new projects around the house that I need to get done. I wow. mowed the lawn over the weekend and noticed that across my sidewalk, there was this muddy streak. And I was like, well, what the fuck is going on here? So me being smart, I, I have like the, the whole house has smart shit all throughout it now. Right. So I have a smart sprinkling system, water controller mm -hmm. deal, a ratio. And so I'm standing in the driveway and I see this muddy streak across the driveway and I'm like, well, that can't be good or across the sidewalk. And I'm like, that can't be good. So I'll, I open my app and I turn on the sprinklers 
And sure, shit, man, I've got uh, a tree. Well, you know that tree out in the front yard. There's like that little island where there's grass and there's the big tree next to the driveway. Yeah. yeah. So, And that big rock that's sitting next to it. Mm-hmm. Well, that tree has grown a ton since we bought the home. I think when we bought it, it was probably five or six years old. And now it's, you know, probably 15, yeah. 12, 15, 17 years old. And it's gotten quite a bit larger and it has pushed the sidewalk. It has lifted the sidewalk about four inches on one end and it has pushed it away from the tree about six inches. And on the side of the sidewalk closest to my house, there was all kinds of water bubbling up from, from right next to the sidewalk, Mm -hmm. which to me, because it wasn't spraying out in a jet, it means that the break in the sprinkler line is somewhere under the sidewalk. So now I have to dig a giant hole on either side of the sidewalk and tunnel underneath and try to find the find and fix the break. That's going to take me a whole fucking weekend to fix that. See, shit. And if you had a 3d printer, you could then go in and 3d print your own little culvert to go underneath that sidewalk <laughs> and that break. I suppose maybe I could, I'm thinking I might just hire somebody to do it because <laughs> that's, it's going to be so much work. Like I, I saw oh, yeah. it and I went, like I saw it just bubbling up next to the sidewalk and, and pushing a bunch of mud out. And I was like, fuck, I don't want to have to fix that shit. And so then I wonder if, it, I'm if running it grew through and just pulled one of the, like the connectors to your lines apart. It could be, but I'm guessing because the sidewalk has lifted so much and been pushed away that I'm guessing that the tree just eventually ended up snapping the line that runs from that island underneath the sidewalk out to the most strip there. And so, yeah, it's just going to be a giant pain in the ass to fix that. And I'm not looking forward to it at all. Just, just zero scape that area. It's just, uh, well, Tracy's like, yeah, why don't we just tear all of that out and just put up, put it all concrete, like make that whole yeah. thing concrete because we've got this giant driveway yep. that has this little, like little pocket foot, yeah, this little pocket, this little island in the corner of the driveway with a giant tree and a big rock. Like, why is that even a thing that exists? And I'm like, well, I really like that tree and it's nice. And it gives us some shade on the driveway. And anyway, yeah, so we eventually I'm going to end up xeriscaping the entire front yard. Um, but that's well, you could probably sell that rock for a thousand bucks. It's a giant. We have it is. It, we have we have some very large rocks, large decorative rocks in the yard. And big decorative rocks go for big decorative money. <laughs> I'll bet they do. I, I just, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, how do you, how do you advertise? I have a big rock in my yard. Do you want to buy it from me? Do I, do I advertise that on KSL? I don't know. I've that, seen that, that on Facebook marketplace. I've seen crazier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be nuts, but yeah, there's a giant rock. I got to get taken care of. Eh, well, the sprinkler line first, but. I, w- I need to hire like a landscape architect and have them plan shit out because our shed is falling apart. Like I've been mm. looking online for new sheds because that has got all kinds of wood rot and, and yeah, it's, it's, I'll just grab my tools. We'll come over there and we'll build you a badass shed. Well, I've been thinking about that and that would be awesome. But in the meantime, I have to dismantle the existing shed and then I have to on decide. Fire. Big bonfire. 
<laughs> well, then I've got to decide what I want to, you know, then I've got to prep the ground for it. I've got to either lay a concrete pad or do something because the one that is there now, they just built on dirt. And that's oh. I think, a big part of the problem. Like yeah. it's settled. I've got those paver, those paving bricks for that whole back patio. Mm-hmm. And they've over time just shifted so much. And the whole shed has sunk like an inch. I can hardly get the door open anymore. It's just in lots of stuff even if they use pressure treated wood pressure treated wood is only good if you don't cut it Uh uh-huh yeah because then you cut it and you've got that exposed area that wasn't treated yeah yeah yep 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 yeah i i learned all about that treated wood stuff when i built the stairs in the back and had to yeah i think that whole that it's a racket it's fucking bullshit they say pressure treated wood won't (laughs) rot you just can't cut it it's like well (laughs) how do you not cut wood well so i i did (laughs) there's there's other stuff that you can get that like treats the ends that there's you sealant cut. yeah yeah well and this is it's this isn't really a sealant it's like it's like for weather treated or pressure treated wood to to yeah it's very toxic like i had to <laughs> it smelled awful and i had to wear gloves and it stained everything that it even breathed on so uh-huh. Yeah, it was, it was nasty shit. And you can't like you can't take that wood to the to the landfill. You're not supposed to burn it because it's super toxic. Like, I mean, I've had enough shit. toxic burn pit exposure that I just burn it now, anyways. <laughs> ah, fuck the neighbors; they'll be fine. <laughs> they yeah, get, I'm like, I'm, the air in Utah is terrible anyway. Though yep. they'll never know the difference. I'm like, I'm <laughs> fucked. So now are you? So are you? <laughs> Welcome to my world now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's, there's been quite a bit going on and we have, like, I have a list of stories and shit to talk about that we haven't talked about in openings for the last few weeks. We'll talk about some of that. We'll talk about some news stories and we'll do all of that when we get back from this little break. All right. Hi, this is Thomas Westbrook, and I have a YouTube channel called Holy Kool-Aid, where I take topics and I break them down in five or ten minute videos, trying to give a laser-focused perspective on religion, philosophy, and science. And you are listening to the Godless Revolution podcast. Religions undermine respect for evidence. Religions harm societies by disfavoring evidence in in favor of faith preferring mass hysteria, superstition, priestly authority, and the propagation of beliefs by cultural conditioning over controlled, careful, circumspect, public, unbiased inspection. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we 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 talked a lot in the interstitial <laughs> bit again. We're just we're just having some good times chit chatting. Um, talk, but I, <laughs> I, it's a lot of it is trying to decide. Okay, well, what do we want to talk about the most? Because there's been a lot, and like I have this I have this bank of stories that I've stored up and have scribbled on this little post-it note that maybe we will talk about. I think I'm going to throw in before we actually started the record. I relayed or related to Ryan the uh, a particular story that I will include in the Patreon portion of the show. Um, for those of you who are longtime listeners, you may remember um, an episode in God. I think it was maybe our very first year recording. Oh yeah, it was. It was, well, we were at your original house in Syracuse. Like yeah. it was 
a yeah. while ago. Yeah, I think I think it was the very first year of the show, and we did a we did a couple episodes on trans issues, and I think we did one that I think it was just called like Trans One Hundred and One, and we had my friend Connie as a guest on the show, and Connie at the time was the executive director for T of Utah, which was the transgender education advocates, I believe, yeah. here in Utah. I did some videos for them. Yeah. And uh, so she was kind enough to come and sit with us and do a show kind of giving us a, like I said, it, the, I think the episode is titled Trans 101, and it's just kind of a 101 about what uh, what is, and what are some of the trans issues, what, what does it mean to be trans, all of that kind of stuff. Um, just kind of walking us through a lot of that. And I've known Connie for over 30 years. Um, I first met her when I was either in high school or just out of high school. And we were never like super close, but I've known of her and known her for a very long time. And we have many, many similar friends or, or have a bunch of friends in the same friend circle and group and, and a bunch of other people here in Utah who do a lot of activist shit who are friends yeah. and, and know each other. So I've known Connie for a very, very long time and she died uh, yeah. recently. Um, she has had a very, very long history of a lot of health issues and it was, it was sad. It was, it, I, I, it's basically one of the longest suicides that I've ever witnessed. Like she's, She's just, her, her health has been that poor for that long that it was just like this long drawn out suicide basically. Um, and so as we mentioned in the opening, we didn't record last week because I was attending her funeral and was a pallbearer there. And there were some things that happened at the funeral and leading up to the funeral and during the funeral that I, that I jawed away and tucked Ryan's ear off for a very long time <laughs> before we started the actual record today. But I did have the the recorder rolling as we were doing that, so I will throw in some of that as a Patreon bonus for this episode. Um, that'll that'll be uh, not insignificant amount of time extra for Patreon yeah. patrons this it, week. It'll either be a funny or sad story, or both, or both a little bit. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, Connie Connie was a very kind hearted. Oh yeah. Big, Big-hearted person. Um, because if I'm not mistaken, Connie was religious. Yeah, to a to a point, not like uber like religious. Yeah, but, she. Was but she did a lot. Like when same-sex marriage became legal here in Utah, she went out and helped preside, do a lot of weddings for same-sex uh -huh. couples. Yep. Uh, you've already mentioned the the work she did with the uh, transgender community. Mm -hmm. So she might not have been like atheist but she did a lot of good shit yeah it like, was interesting yeah like at, at her funeral they mentioned that she was a member of the greek orthodox church greek orthodox church and i thought well kind of like loosely <laughs> like i think she probably wanted to be affiliated with them a little bit more than they wanted her to be to be affiliated <laughs> with them like uh, the greek orthodox church is not super welcoming of lesbians and yeah. trans people so yeah yeah that was it oh my god they we've connie and i and other people that i know have argued about religious topics for decades because 
she would get very defensive and protective of some of the things that she believed because they were things that she believed. And yeah. And that was that. And we, there, there, there was in particular, we had a, a long running discussion and a very heated at times debate about mother Teresa and what a piece of shit I think mother Teresa was. Yeah. She wasn't good in my book either. And, and Connie was just not having that. So yeah, we went the rounds, uh, there, another guest that we've had on the show and that I've, uh, had as a debate partner in the one and only formal debate that I've had, uh, Dr. Gregory Clark got into it with Connie about mother Teresa and a few other things. And there are, oh my gosh, there's a whole lot of history there, but anyway, so yeah, we went to the funeral and there was just a lot I needed. I, I thank you for being my sounding board and for just letting me spew all over you <laughs> before you're, we started recording. You're welcome. Um, that just made me think that you, it was like a whale ejaculating on me. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that's happened to you before. You're like, I remember when this has happened. Everyone's had a familiar. bad day at the beach. Everyone <laughs> has had a bad day at the beach. <laughs> This is awfully familiar. I know this feeling. <laughs> Last time I felt this way was when that whale just all over me. <laughs> yeah. It was a little saltier. It was ocean. Uh, yeah. Continue. Uh -huh. you're, you're welcome, Ryan. <laughs> but thank you. Yeah, I, I did. I just, I rattled on and on and on. And, and Ryan was very kind and giggling, giggling while I was telling him everything that happened. Um, but yeah, I'll include that as, as part of the Patreon portion of the show. But what I wanted to talk about during this segment, actually, rather than the funeral, was that I, in the morning, I wake up when my alarm goes off. I usually wake up before my alarm goes off, and then it just turns on my lights and everything for me. And I'll lay in bed for, I don't know, 10 to 20 minutes, uh, looking at my phone, seeing if the world has melted down overnight while I slept seeing if there are any big news has. stories <laughs> and, and, you know, aside from all of the Twitter nonsense and I'm going to fucking dead name that, that social media app because fuck Elon Musk. Um, <laughs> yeah. Twitter has turned into a smoking husk of its former glory. Like it's honestly, just, it's, I didn't even think of you dead naming it because he destroyed it so fucking bad. How the fuck yeah. you take a company where in the zeitgeist of society, Twitter is a well-known name and turn it to X. Yeah. You piss away, <laughs> you piss away decades and billions of dollars of investment because you like a letter more like yeah. it, it, Honestly, it seems from the outside that he is deliberately trying to tank it at this point. Like, like yeah. he's doing his best to just make it fail. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say this, but I'm going to say this. Um, do you think he changed the name and then put in a female CEO as a sexist thing for when it fails? He'd be like, well, I put a woman in charge and it failed. I wouldn't be surprised if that's how it ends up shaking out. Um, but I think, I think initially he found somebody who will just do whatever he says. Like there, uh, Linda Yaccarino is not really the CEO who's making decisions 
that no. the CEO would make. She's she's his yeah, she's his puppet. She's a scapegoat, probably, ultimately, and she just does what he says and defends him at every turn, even when it's obvious and she's turning herself into a fucking clown trying to defend some of the decisions he's made. She'll do it anyway because that's what he wants her to do. Because if you're an Elon Musk fan, don't forget, in order for him to buy Twitter, he took out, what was it, an $18 or $19 billion loan from the fucking Saudis? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll be on the hook for that and is like I said, it's it honestly, it seems that he is deliberately trying to tank the company at this point, just the decisions that he's making. And, and the latest thing where he said that he's going to disable the ability to block people on. Yeah. He, so he announced direct violation. Well, so he announced that and then was attacked from people who are ordinarily his supporters, James Woods. And I can't remember the other guy. Oh, James, James Woods, Woods, the, the right wing lunatic actor. Yeah. Uh, so apparently James Woods turned on him and said something terrible about the block, about disabling the ability to block people. And Elon Musk blocked him. <laughs> After saying he's going to be doing away with blocks, yeah, it just, you can't, you can't make this shit up. Like, it's just, it's, it's a farce at this point. It's, it's a farce to see what is going on and to think that anybody has faith in this guy as the person who will lead this company to, to greener pastures. It's just, it's, it's incredible to see the destruction he's wrought at that company. So this might take us on a different fucking loophole since we got talking about Elon and I just want to bring this up. Yeah. So there was a company that came out, uh, Nikola mm-hmm. and they were making electric vehicles and specifically they were making electric semis, mm-hmm. uh, about two years ago, it got found out that they hadn't actually produced an electric semi and it wasn't ready for production yet, but they had lied on their ads and they had taken basically a chassis they had designed and rolled it down a hill and they got called out and the CEO went to fucking jail. Ooh. Well, guess what? Hmm. Nikola actually has those semis producing manufactured and are going out right now. Hmm. So why hasn't Elon been jailed for false claims about his products? I, yeah, that's, that's a good question. I, he, well, because he's super fucking wealthy. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, and that I think Nicola is what company, it boils down to. Yeah. And the Nikola company wasn't wealthy and they said, well, you defrauded your investors. Mm-hmm. You lied to your investors, which we can say Elon has done the same fucking thing with his semis, his Tesla truck, uh, the Tesla cars he promised that he's backed out on. All that shit. I'm waiting. The the cookie, when the cookie crumbles, and I got cookies right here, and they're crumbly. <laughs> uh, I honestly think it's going to be SpaceX. Oh, if yeah? people don't realize that his, uh, uh, his heavy lift rocket right now, his Starship, mm-hmm. he's, that's a military fucking contract. That's a government contract to build that thing. Mm-hmm. That's part of NASA's program for the next lunar landing and he's gotten billions and billions of dollars to build it. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't fucking work, I think he's fucking screwed. (laughs) 
I think it'll work. I mean, it's it's already been it's already tested as being a very capable vehicle. No, I, it hasn't. Oh, really? No, I thought, I thought they've done. He's never a had a successful of, launch of it yet. He's only launched it once, and they had to detonate it in the air. Oh, the the strategic. Uh, what was it? Uh, it's, well, so his Starlink rockets and his Dragon capsule work. Mm-hmm. Those both work. The Dragon capsule was also a NASA project. But that the heavy lifting doesn't. The heavy lifting. That. He's only launched it once. It went up and it started spinning in the air, and they had to detonate it in the fucking sky. Rapid getting disassembly ready for, or whatever they yeah, called it. Yeah, yeah rapid uh, 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 unscheduled <laughs> disassembly <laughs> or a rapid unscheduled disassembly. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that one has not proven to work yet. Uh, he's well, only got. I think I. I think I had read too that. When he launched it, they didn't secure all of the necessary permits for that, and that it caused all kinds of environmental damage. So that was one of like the, it destroyed the launching pad. Oh yeah, it did. It it they had to rebuild the entire thing. Uh-huh. Uh, so he did have a proof. The the one pr- the launch prior to that. So he had did a launch. It crashed. It blew up. Then he did a second launch. It crashed and blew up. And they're like, "Whoa, you didn't let us do the environmental damage research." That one sunk into the swamp, fell over, approval. and burned. But the yeah, fourth that was like, one stayed up. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was like two years ago when that one happened. So he <laughs> he successfully landed one of the twelve he launched. Mm-hmm. And now they're stacking them all together into the heavy lift capacity. He's never put one into orbit yet. Oh wow! And he was supposed to have an orbital thing ready by 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what year is it? That ain't going to happen because that was um, three years ago. That was three. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's a little behind. Kind of like the Cybertruck is. Yeah. A little behind. Same like his semi and his Mm -hmm. sports car and everything else. A little behind. He makes all of these outlandish claims and promises that he has never never kept. Yeah. 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 Which is why isn't he in jail for making these promises? He well, has just another, never delivered on. Yeah, he's just another cult leader. Like it's it's a it's absolutely a cult of personality. Oh, it is. Like you, you and I were talking during the break that um, one of my favorite news people I, I was listening to recently. I love Keith Keith Olbermann. I, I, he just, he's just great. I've I've loved him ever since he first started Countdown way way back when, and then he went and did his thing on Current TV, and he did with. GQ and now he's got his own thing like I've always really appreciated his political commentary I think he is a wordsmith he comes across as very passionate and very knowledgeable about things and um, apparently he may be a little difficult to work with sometimes but he also seems to have like a, yeah I just I really like listening to his political opinions he's, he's really cool and he was talking about how um, a recent poll shows that uh, Likely among likely GOP voters that Donald Trump is their primary source of where they believe they get the truth from like capital Just T truth. Where do you get the up. truth of anything <laughs> that more than 60% of likely GOP voters put him at the very top of their truth seeking pyramid that he is the How? source of truth and knowledge. How? That, and he outranks their spiritual leaders by more than 20 points. Like their, their, their pastors, priest, bishop, whatever 
he outranks them by like 20 fucking points. See, that that right there, by definition, has to put it into, I mean, we've already called it a cult. Uh-huh. How much more proof do you need that it's a Trump cult? It's It's mind-boggling to me. Like... He, well, the other thing that I thought was very interesting, I should, I should have, I should have grabbed the, the statistics he was using, but it's like Trump was at the very top. And then it was, I think, followed by, uh, the friends or family members, like, like somebody close to that person, I think ranked second and third, like friends and family members were two and three. And then it was, um, I think conservative media. And, but like their, their spiritual leaders were ranked below all of that, all of that, like all of these Christian nationalists aren't taking the word of their spiritual leaders. They're taking the word of this con man. Tracy and I had this discussion like two days ago that, you know, viewing what he, what he has done, the person that he is and what he wants to do, like his stated goals and what he plans to do in office he is what when I was a nominal religious believer and in talking to anybody I know who is of any kind of religious faith and they talk about the Antichrist, that is Donald <laughs> fucking Trump. <laughs> Donald fucking Trump is should be what most religious people would pin as the fucking antichrist. If you were to say there is one antichrist, it would be Donald fucking Trump <laughs> and they don't fucking see it. And they take his word over their spiritual leaders. These Christian nationalists, these people who used flags that say Jesus saves and put God first and bring God back into the schools. Yeah. That was secondary to Donald fucking Trump. As they're storming the Capitol and they're saying all of this shit, they still believe Donald Trump more than their spiritual leaders by 20 fucking points, man. It's nuts. I couldn't believe it. I just, it's, it was, I, that was just the start. <laughs> well, I, I'm betting Jim Jones had the same stats. Oh, probably. Uh, actually, it was kind of funny in the latest episode, like where, where Olbermann is talking about these statistics, he said, he said, like, you know, in looking at these numbers, I think we can see how this ends. It's the same way that every cult ends, and it's with death and misery and a lot of yeah. grief. And you can ask anybody, ask any of Jim Jones's followers, ask anybody of, ask any of Hitler's followers, ask, you know, ask all of these cult of personality people how everything ended up for them. Well, we, here's my one fear with this cult, though. Hmm. With Jim Jones's cult, um, they either drank the Kool-Aid or were injected or forced to drink it. Mm. Uh, with Trump's cult, they're threatening civil war. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which, which means there, there were that possibly a lot of bystanders might get hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's going to be really fucking bad. Like as bad as things are now, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Like it's going to get so, so, so much worse. And it's one of those things that I just, I have to keep like pushing away and, and trying to push out of my head all of the time. It's one of those intrusive thoughts like, hey, when is the civil war going to start? When are people, well, when is the next, you know, domestic terrorist attack going to happen? I, 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 I almost hope, and I know this won't come out before it happens. So if it happens, hmm. I am a uh, fucking God. 
Um, <laughs> if it doesn't happen, it was just my my wishes. Hmm. Um, we are recording this on the twenty first. Mm-hmm. Trump is due today's Monday. Mm-hmm. Trump is due this Thursday or Friday to show up in Georgia. I think it's Friday at the latest. Is the, at the latest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, they say they're not going to treat him any different than any other person being booked for a crime. Mm-hmm. Um, any other person being booked for a crime like this would have to post bail. Mm-hmm. Are they going to temporarily jail Trump? No, actually, just today, his attorneys went to the courthouse, okay. and I believe it was $200,000 bail. And they already posted on it? The, yeah, on the various counts against him. I, like, like I said, I'm just spitballing based on some headlines that I saw and, and a couple blurbs that I heard while I was having lunch today that um, his attorneys did go and posted bail on, like it had a list of, I think, 10 different charges and it was like $10,000 for this, $20,000 for this, 10, yeah. like listed out. And I think the grand total was $200,000 bail uh, to keep him. Now, what if the judge while he's pending the court hearing, what if the judge determines him a risk? Oh, well, that was the bail. other thing I did see just a headline or, a, or, a, or an alert. I have yet to read the article about it, but it was that. Um, his attorneys were given a long list of thou shalt not. <laughs> yes. Which, <laughs> and if if whenever do, we have that, he does. Oh yeah. We've yeah. seen it yeah. already. What are they, yeah. What are they, what are they going to do when he's just like, no, I do what I want. I don't get, that's my free speech. I can do what I want and I can say what I want and I'm going to do it because that's what the people want me to do. I am your retribution. I am here for you. Every time I'm indicted, I'm taking these indictments for you. They've nailed me to this cross and I will bear it for you, my people. And, and my cross is a giant Coke can. <laughs> uh, so what happens when he defies that? Georgia is the only place so far where I think they have the literal fucking balls to jail him pre-trial jail him. Yeah, it could happen. I would, I would, oh man, I would be delighted. I would pop a bottle of champagne. I think if that were the case, like if, if they were like, okay, motherfucker, now you have to report to jail because you're too much of a dunce to follow some simple instructions here. You keep, you keep pushing, you keep pressing, you keep testing those boundaries. Well, you just crossed it. And now you're going to go to jail. I would yeah. fucking love that. Did you hear that Arizona might also be pressing charges against Trump? I have heard that. Because even though Georgia is doing it with the false electors, it's not double jeopardy if it's in another jurisdiction. Right. Yeah. And Arizona is also doing an investigation right now, kind of behind the scenes. With the well, false I, electors and the yeah, fucking that cyber ninjas. Laws. Yeah, yeah. Each state has their own separate jurisdiction and, yeah. and laws that are that apply to the state. That's like that's what's great about the Georgia case is that it can't be pardoned federally. So you even, might want to tell Mark Meadows that even the next. Well, and apparently, there's <laughs> been people trying to decide if he is working with the government or not. And I did hear some of that where it might be, Hey, I'm flipping on Trump. Mm -hmm. So hold the fuck on. Mm -hmm. 
I'm giving all fucking information I can. So let's keep that. I mean, that might make sense why he might be like, let's keep this federal because I'm giving information. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking doing what I need to do. Georgia, you didn't ask me for info, but I'm giving it to the feds. It'll all play out in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, it's, it's exciting and terrifying times that we live in. And I look very much forward to hearing more about the things that he cannot do and then watching as he breaks them and then what will happen. Oh yeah. It'll be so what's going on with, what's going on with Mia Love? Uh, <laughs> so that's what we, yeah, did that's what we were we did that's this. what we were going to talk about in this block. We will talk about that when we get back from this little break. All right. My name is Mandisa Thomas, and I am the founder and president of Black Nonbelievers Incorporated here in Atlanta, Georgia. You may find us at blacknonbelievers.org. You can also find me on Patreon at patreon.com backslash Mandisa Latifa. And you are listening to The Godless Revolution. The second absence, and this is probably the biggest one, the second absence is the absence of evidence for a God. If there were evidence for a God, we would have seen it tonight. It would have been on the table. Jerry would have said, here's the evidence for a God, not evidence against evolution. That's just a gap. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! Welcome back, everybody. Uh, so, <laughs> I wanted to cover this story in the B-Block, but we got distracted and started riffing and and just just chit-chatting, and that's that's fun. I like I like when that happens. Uh, but this, I noticed this story this morning uh, when I woke up, and it was actually written a couple days ago, and for whatever reason just hit my radar this morning, and I read it and was laying in bed just fuming and screaming internally at the bullshit of it. Uh, this was published in the Deseret News on August 19th. Oh. Headline says, former Congresswoman Mia Love shares cancer diagnosis and miracles, miracles of science and faith. Are they wait, okay? Continue. The subtitle says ninety five percent of a brain tumor was removed, followed by chemotherapy, radiation, and an immunotherapy clinical trial. What part of that article, is God? <laughs> yeah, the article says, "quote Everything is perfect until it isn't, and then it gets even better." So mm-hmm. said Utah Congress. So said former Utah Congressman, Congresswoman, sorry, Mia Love, as she spoke to young Latter Day Saints at a YSA area conference. And I can't remember what YSA is. It's like youth Ye- something assholes area. <laughs> I can't remember. Youth service council. Young stupid asses. I don't remember what it stands for. It's a Mormon thing. Uh, YSA area conference held in downtown Salt Lake on Saturday evening. The theme of the conference was together in Christ and Love shared her personal, life-changing health experience that she said fit perfectly with the theme. Quote, About a year and a half ago, I went on a vacation with my family. As soon as we landed, I felt a headache come on. When we went to the beach, the reflection of the sun on the water made the headache worse. My husband took me to the hospital. End quote. Following a series of x-rays, the doctor reading them asked, Was that there before? <laughs> it was a tumor in her brain. 
Oh, I thought it was a butt plug. <laughs> it it seems ridiculous to me that the doctor would have turned to her and said, was that there before? before? Did you have a mass in your head before? Because you've that, looked at your head so many times with the CAT scan, haven't you? So so I saw that and I was like, I don't think her doctor really fucking said that. That seems like some no. bullshit she made up later and is just saying now. Uh, the story continues and says, Love rushed home to Utah to have surgery, which removed about 95% of the tumor. She knew Why, she would was, have to follow. Was God not at her vacation spot? <laughs> Apparently not. Oh, uh, she says she knew she would have to follow up with chemotherapy and radiation, but remained hopeful that the tumor was perhaps benign. Then the biopsy results came back. The tumor was not benign. Oh, it was a, it was a grade four fast growing tumor. Love said she was given 10 to 15 months to live. Uh, grade four. I only, I only deal in like grade 10 when I'm doing trading cards. <laughs> well, and this story is so poorly written. Like it was, it was <laughs> clearly written news. by the credulous reporter who interviewed love and just was like, Oh wow, really? That's terrible. I'm so sorry. That's bad. Like it doesn't say how many grades they are, what grade yeah. four is in relation to any of them. Like you just, yeah. you're supposed to guess, I get, I, 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 I suppose. And the word grade has a capital G on it. Like the whole, the whole <laughs> article is like, Oh, obviously this was, was written for the Deseret news because it's fucking terrible. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it continues and says, quote, I would believe the diagnosis, she said, but I would not believe the prognosis. I had what? babies and I could not leave my husband. His mother had died from a brain tumor. Why would God do this to me? Where are the miracles? She asked. Where are the miracles? I just want to stop for one second. Yeah. You believe the doctor you have an illness, but you don't believe the doctor when he tells you what the illness is going to do to you. <laughs> I believe the diagnosis, but I would not believe the prognosis. <laughs> Where are the you, miracles? You can't believe one and not the other. I'm picturing her as Ned Flanders' wife. <laughs> Who <laughs> died in The Simpsons. The children. <laughs> Story continues and says, as she walked with a friend, she lamented the lack of miracles in her life. Was, wait, was that friend Jesus? <laughs> Quote, have you asked, said her friend, have you asked specifically for miracles in your life? Jesus fucking Christ. At that moment, love said, <laughs> I decided to ask for miracles and then do everything she could to find those miracles. I chose to believe promises made to me and to act in faith. And she stopped doing chemo and all other medical procedures and was recovered, right? Oh, of course not. Because she's oh. not going to act only in faith. Oh. Because she has faith in fucking medical science, apparently, more than she does in just the power of prayer and her, her faith alone, right? Well, then she doesn't have faith in Joseph Smith. Well, and, and so, and that line just fucking kills me too. I chose to believe promises made to me and to act in faith. Oh, were you mm. apparently never made the promise that you wouldn't get a fucking brain tumor? I well, guess nobody promised that to you. So and, huge oversight on their part. Apparently. And hindsight is 2020. We know Jesus don't see 2010. <laughs> the next section of the story says working for miracles. In addition to an 
quote, army of saints, end quote, praying for her, Love was able to enter a clinical trial at the Preston Robert Tisch Brain Tumor Center at Duke University in North Carolina. She was the third person admitted to the immunotherapy trial overseen by Dr. Henry Friedman, a neuro-oncologist and deputy director of the center. Wait, so she not only had God on her side, but she had the money to travel to another state to go underneath the knife on a expensive, probably experimental surgery that 99% of the rest of the population could not get. Yeah, absolutely. Experimental. God is great. (laughs) Oh boy. In January, she began the experimental treatment that involves using her body's own immune system to attack the tumor. Now, almost eight months later, her tumor is shrinking. Freed, well, I mean, it was already well, shrunk by 95 fucking percent. Yeah, well, they removed 95 percent. She is yeah, shrinking. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Friedman <laughs> told her he is not trying to just keep the cancer at bay. He is aiming to cure her. Like, oh. like a doctor, like any fucking doctor in the world would be like, I'm not really looking to cure you, okay? We're just going to try to keep it. At a low level of cancer yeah. in your body at all times. That's that's we're my just, goal. Is we're just trying to keep the cancer alive, but you alive too. <laughs> and that is what pro-life people want. <laughs> Story says, and if he has anything to say about it, she will live a good long life. Love. I who hope was not. Sharing, who was sharing her story publicly for the first time told the Latter-day Saints assembled at the Salt Palace that she was scared when first learning of her diagnosis, but she was also scared to share the diagnosis with others. Can you believe that? She asked. I yeah, was because, afraid. I was yeah, because, afraid that I would be tossed away, that I would be as good as buried while I was alive. Yeah, because you're a Bible-believing fucking jesus thumper and you're fucking dying of a tumor and obviously that means prayer doesn't fucking work you bitch why did god do this to me Uh, didn't she mention something like that earlier in the story yeah because you didn't pray hard enough before yeah well it's that whole thing of you know what will the prayers to fix the problem do that the prayers to prevent the problem didn't do right like well previously is the difference your prayers are not answered her, her holiness spent so much time praying for others that she never thought to pray for herself. Well, and I, and I had noticed that Mia Love was popping up in political circles and as a pundit again on the news, like recently I saw her a couple of weeks ago and then I saw her this past Sunday and I was like, why the fuck is this lady in the news again? Uh, like why she had disappeared for however long and yeah. now she's back. Like what the fuck is she back for and why? Like who wants to listen to her drone on about stuff because she's not the brightest person in the world. Like about anything that I can see. Um, Story continues and says, through the past 16 months, Love, who served as a U.S. representative for Utah's 4th Congressional District from 2015 to 2019, has continued doing commentary on CNN. She did the audio of her book, Qualified, Finding Your Voice, Leading with Character, and Empowering Others. But was she She qualified? No. (laughs) She sits on advisory boards keeps a regular schedule of public speaking, and most of all, she has continued to deepen the most important relationships in her life. On July 20, or I'm sorry, on July 10, 2023, she reached the 15-month mark, originally given as the outside limit of survival. According to her, like, do do you have anything confirming? Oh, God. Yeah. She celebrated passing that milestone by eating gelato in Italy with her family. You know, oh. like 
all of the people do. Yeah. I wish I could celebrate by going to fucking Italy. (laughs) She and her husband, Jason, are looking forward to becoming grandparents any day now, followed by more commentary, books, speaking, and travel. Quote, everything is perfect until it isn't. And then it gets even better. What does that mean? That's how the story ends. That's how the the fucking story ends, man. Fuck is it like, oh, my life was shit until it got shittier. But guess what? That made it better. Oh, my God. Because now I got a book to sell and a circuit to go on to make money. That's how the story ends. Everything is perfect until it isn't. And then it gets even better. Better than per. What the fuck does that even mean? Like, I don't that know. Is the, that is the most Deepak Chopra of deepity bullshit I've read in a long fucking time. What the fuck does that even mean? Everything is perfect until it isn't. And then it gets even better. Even better than perfect? What the fuck? Oh, my God. It just, and the whole thing, like, I, it, it's terrible that she has a brain tumor. That's, I have. Yeah family members who have died of brain tumors. Uh, uh, Danica's grandmother had a, a glioblastoma. It was terrible. She had, she died of brain cancer. She had a, a giant tumor, went into remission for a little while. And then when it came back, it came back fucking hard. And she died within, I think it was like six, six weeks, six, yeah, six, six to eight weeks from realizing that, to, that the tumor had come back to just being dead. Like, yeah, it's super like, we're fast, not trying to denigrate aggressive. the fact that people have these diseases. It's yeah, how no, she's like, going about having it. Yeah, it's it's terrible that she has it. I'm sorry that she has this brain tumor. That's terrible. I wouldn't want that to happen to well, just about anybody. There, there are a couple of people that I think who could, you know, the world Benefit. would be a better place had it happened to them also. <clears throat> Donald Trump. <clears throat> oh, I was going to do the same thing. You beat me to it. <laughs> but Jesus Christ, lady, if your faith and prayer would handle this, then fine, go and fucking do that. But don't waste everybody else's time and give them this false hope or shame. Like so many people carry so much shame and guilt because something terrible will happen to them. And they've lived their entire lives believing that because they're a good person and they go to church and they tithe and whatever else, that their life will be perfect because they're doing what God wants them to. And then tragedy strikes, tragedy strikes, something terrible happens to them and they blame themselves for not being worthy, for not being penitent enough, for not being observant enough, for not being obedient or obeisant enough to some imagined deity that isn't going to do a fucking thing for them because it doesn't fucking exist. And then they feel like shit themselves because this happened to them. Their religion has fed them this awful fucking plague and then also tries to sell them the cure for it. And it doesn't fucking work that way. And it pisses me off every fucking time I see it. Well, that's just me. (laughs) <laughs> I have a little soapbox that I'm going to climb down <laughs> off of right now. But I just, I saw that this morning and I was like, God damn it. This stupid fucking shithead. I I was glad that I hadn't heard anything from her. And then I, and then I see this and, and, and it's got these dramatic photos of her. Just, I'm so I'm, I'm on fire with the love of Christ in my heart and he's going to fix me, but he's not. That's not how it fucking works. If it did, you wouldn't have gone to the goddamn hospital. Yeah, but Jesus Christ got her that private flight to Italy to get her her gelato. <laughs> I just was, mm, it's still, my ass is chapid, getting more <laughs> chapid because of this. God damn it. Uh. Yeah. Just the vacuous nonsense fucking bullshit that she both believes and then is fed to the masses through Deseret fucking news and their terrible fucking writing. Oh my God. So terrible. <laughs> 
so bad, so credulous, just, oh, well, Mia said it. It must be true. She's just like Trump. I get all my truth from her. That's what happens when you're backed by a trillion dollar religious organization. I just can't with these people. I can't, I can't, I can't. I... That, yeah, that's that's the end of the show, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> We've run out of time, and we got we got to talk about our Patreon patrons and say how much we love them because we do. We really appreciate you guys. So before we end the show, I want to make sure that we do thank our Patreon supporters because you guys do help out immensely and keep the show going. We appreciate each and every one of you. I'm sorry that we've been hit or miss on recording every week. We, you know, life happens. Our schedules are super busy. Hopefully that is winding down and we'll be able to put these out much more regularly. That's, that's the goal. That's the thing we always work toward, but this isn't our primary job. It's, it's a thing we do for, for the shits and giggles and cause we like it and we like talking to you all and we hope you like it too. So you, you being patrons lets us know that yes, you do. And we appreciate that very much. Uh, that would be just anti-pro-fascist. Carvo's temporary food servant. Kevin Shield. Crucify the like button, leave a review on iTunes, and rate the show five times a day towards Celia Gray. Yes, please do. Uh, Go out and rate us on the iTunes and everywhere else that you can, on the Stitcher and the Spotify's and the places. That would be awesome. Uh, Also, thank you to Steve Kuno. And Sinead Duffy. Thank you for sharing my last name. (laughs) Tiffany Hudson. John McCullough. Ollie Olson. Vanessa. Two Skeptical Chaps. Steven Andrews. Savita Kuna. Martine, uh, Martina Ferdin. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I fucked up an easy one. She's that German lady. She's going to be very angry with you, Ryan. I like my grandma. <laughs> not Franz Kafka. Jonathan. Error 404, God not found. Up Doug Willoughby. Marvin Draken. Avocado's stinky sandcastle. <laughs> Don't be a Richard. McKenz Peterson. All hail. Enough Butra. Jeremy Goodson. Utah Outcasts. That guy. Wesley Aaron. Hersinian. Amber Krellen. Sarah Segovia. Theodore Sellen. Janet Uter. Purple Dragon. And Tim Jacobson. Woo! Thank you all very, very much. We appreciate it ever so much. We love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, as I said, there will be an extended Patreon portion of the show that we recorded during the opening and I'll have to heavily edit because there's names, there's names and other things in there that probably shouldn't be public to protect the innocent. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was an interesting, it's an interesting tale. I, I, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, uh, yeah. So we'll just, I'll just drop that in. It'll be at the end of this before other stuff happens and it'll have like a little ding or a little intro or something. I don't know. It'll be something. Maybe I'll throw the it clip from the cutting room floor thing. Did you know that that's me? I don't know if people know that. that yeah. I just, yeah, that I did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's my little, my I knew little that. old Western timey minor voice thing. And then I sped it up a little bit and did some stuff. Anyway, I, fu- I, I, I made it, I enhanced it. I made it different better and good. And it's in, fun. It, Instead of just cutting names out, you should put a duck fart in there in place of it. <laughs> Different <laughs> tones of duck farts. Yep. <laughs> so representing each person, right? So as I repeat yeah. the name, it's just a different duck fart noise. Different duck, different duck fart. Yep, exactly. <laughs> okay, maybe I'll do that. I don't know. Probably not, but that's, that's a fun idea. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm going to go do, I don't have to go back to work. So I'm going to do some other stuff around the house and it'll be great. 
Uh, I need to do laundry because I have to go back to work. Oh, that's right. You work tomorrow. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, well. Thanks for chatting with me. It was it was nice to uh, talk your ear off. Yeah. I, I appreciate it very much. I, I like hanging out with you, Dan. <laughs> well, thanks, buddy. All right. You're welcome. Well, uh, we'll chat with you next week. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Oh wait. Talk. Talk. Talky talky. It's weird still. Sounds weird still. Well, that's not good. Uh, I think it's still recording. Okay. Like I sound good to me and you sound good to me, but I sound really terrible to you. Uh, to me, you sound like ET in a fucking weird, funky metal band. (laughs) Yeah. That's so bad. I don't like it. I don't like hearing that. Eric, I noticed our A block ended at 1721 and this one ended at 1436. Let me put that six in there. Six. Six. It's what my nuns hate. Six. (laughs) Six. (laughs) (laughs) That dirty, dirty six. Six.